Good morning to everybody. Our guest this morning is Ilya Semen. And back in 2015, he created a prototype for a technology tracking tool to help his sales friends better prepare themselves before making cold calls. A few years and many iterations later, his prototype evolved into Datanize, the preferred sales intelligence platform for hundreds of high-powered sales teams. During the week, he leads the management team in shaping the overall vision, culture, and strategy of the company. And on weekends, he puts on his developer hat and has been known to build game-changing new products by Monday morning. Ilya served his ma- earned his master's in computer science in Russia and received his MBA from Babson College. Ilya, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's do this. So first things first, tell us real quick, what is Datanize more specifically and how do you generate revenue? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Datanize is a sales intelligence platform. Um, we help uh, salespeople at technology companies be more productive and close more deals. Um, and then we sell it as a subscription service. So um, companies like HubSpot and Marketo, um, Akamai, all these guys uh, pay us a subscription fee to give access to their uh, sales traps um, so that they can they can basically be more efficient. Okay, That's and, how it works. And break down, help us understand kind of where you're at currently. How many current customers are you serving? We have about 500 customers. Okay, 500 paying customers. And on average, you know, contract values and these things, they always vary greatly. What are your average contract sizes? Uh, it's, it's about $20,000 a year. Okay, great. And do you do, do you require annual contracts or do you have mostly monthly payments? Uh, no, it's mostly annual. Okay, mostly annual. Okay, great. And what year did you found the business in? You said 2012? Yeah, it's in, in, in 2012, I found it. And uh, for the first, I would say, two years, I was just trying to get to, to an MVP. Uh, the official launch was in January 2014. Okay, got it. Got it. And what do you remember what your first, uh, I always love asking this question, what your first year revenue was? Uh, first year, I would say maybe $50,000, something like this. I always love that. It helps people understand to build something great. You have to start small and just keep doing it longer and better than anybody else. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So 50 K in first year revenue, you're really sure. And it sounds like based off these price points, you're really serving mid to kind of enterprise level clients, right? Yeah, absolutely. We focus on, on B2B companies, enterprise, uh, enterprise, uh, companies, and specifically, uh, technology markets. So, technology SaaS companies. This is who. Uh, this is where our sweet spot is. Okay, and you consider your. I mean, this is really a SaaS company, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so have you guys raised capital, and if so, how much? Yes, we raised just a little bit. We raised one point eight million in July two thousand fourteen. Do you regret that? Um, no, I, I think, I think, there, come on, there, Ilya, tell me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for us, we actually, we didn't have to raise money at all. Uh, we were profitable back then. Uh, but, and we were about, we were making maybe a million dollars a year. Uh-huh. But the problem was when you start selling, Wait, when you say it, Ilya, when you say making a million a year, was that top line or net profit? No, sorry. Top line. Top yeah. Line, yeah okay. re- revenue. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem when you start selling to enterprise customers is that they don't really like to deal with small uh, companies, you know, two guys in the garage, like they don't like it. So they're like, well, how, well, we, we're going to we're going to sign this three year contract. How do we know you're not going to go out of business tomorrow? Um, so we started to think about raising money. So we raised uh, a very good round and investors included uh, uh, somebody like Mark Cuban, for example, and uh, top VC firms like Google Ventures. Is Mark a fun guy to work with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He uh, 
It's very busy, obviously, and right now it's uh, you know they're, they they I think they got into the uh, playoffs. Yep. So I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure he's going to be very busy in the next few months. Hopefully, uh, his team will will be successful. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a really he's a really uh, nice person to work with. That's that's for sure. Good. And and give us a quick a sense of size. Uh, in 2015, what was total top line revenue? So we we always measure in terms of ARR, okay. right? A- annual recurring revenue. Um, so in 20 uh, in 2015, we went from uh, about two million dollars at the beginning of the year to about six million at, at the end of the year. Okay. So just to be clear, the uh Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I understand that, that number you're doing like obviously a run rate, but tell me what was just total. If you just add up the months, the total revenue in 2015, what was that just for a sense of size? Well, gap revenue, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, 4 million or something like this, okay. but this is, but, but, but like I said, we always measure, that's not a run rate. That's, that's, uh, ARR. Uh, I mean, all this. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to be clear, just, just to be yeah. clear, Ilya. So what you just told me is you're doing, you, you hit in December, 2016 or sorry, 2015, you hit right. 500 grand a month, which is a $6 million annual run rate. Is that accurate? Yeah. More or less. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Cool. 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 I know it's always tricky trying to figure out what, what metrics to kind of hedge to and which ones are leading indicators. Um, okay, cool. And then tell me more about, tell me more about some of the unit economics on these things. So on average, how long, how many years or how many months will a customer stay with you guys? Oh, well, since we launched two years ago and most of our customers stay and very happy right now, it's really hard to measure uh, how many months because it has to be at least 12 months, right? Because we sell it on an annual basis. Yep. Uh, but I would say it's, it's too early for us to, really have some real numbers um, about the churn and, 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 and how many uh, LTV and things like that. Uh, you had to put something though in that. De- I mean, Mark's a smart guy. I'm sure he asked you, what's your best guess to churn? <laughs> and you said the best answer you possibly could. W- what is the best insight you have to what your churn is? Yeah, no, churn. So churn for us is less than 1% a month. Okay. Um, uh, that's that's how we measure it uh, in terms of LTV. Like I said, it's just too early to uh, to give you any any numbers. Well, here's the different. Here's the reason I ask about LTV. That usually that you know if you know how much a customer is worth, you can then back into how much you're willing to spend to get the customer. So let me just start there. How much are you willing to spend to get a customer? Well, uh, right now our our CAC customer acquisition cost is around nine thousand dollars. Okay. So this is uh, if we want to be efficient, we want to spend this amount or less to get a new customer, right? Got it. So on a $20,000 per year contract, you're, you're working on about a six month payback period. Yes. Um, interesting. Do you ever, I mean, if you continue growing or even accelerate growth, you will eventually hit like a, a cash gap issue with that kind of payback period. How, how are you bridging that? Is the funding enough to do that currently? Well, so here, here's the beauty of SaaS business, uh, especially in our model, uh, almost all our customers pay up front. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, so the, uh, cash is not an issue. They're not paying much. They're not if, on a twenty thousand dollar per year contract. They're not paying you know one point five grand per year. They're paying the full twenty year up up front. Yeah, mo- most customers we we, we give a, a pretty good discount when they pay for the whole year up front. So that's that's what drives this annual payments. Okay, got it. Awesome. That discount though is captured in your average uh, annual deal price of twenty k, right? Right. Okay, great. And then give it, what about team size? How big is the team? We have about 60 people right now. And where are you based? San Mateo, California. San Mateo. Where is that? Is that north of San Francisco or south or what? South. It's it's between San Francisco and San Jose. Oh, very Silicon, cool. 
Silicon Valley. So very cool. So tell tell me more about like tell like tell me the story of a customer that's using you guys. So HubSpot, for example, you said is using you guys. How are they using you? Right. So HubSpot, uh, they have a lot of uh, sales sales traps and sales development traps. Uh, so every day they log into our system or they use us directly from their uh, CRM to understand uh, their prospects or customers a little bit better. So let's say um, if a if a sales rep if a sales rep uh, wants to make a call. They want to learn as much as possible about this company. Uh, if they're using their competitors, for example, or if there's if they're using a a, a, t- a tool that might be relevant for them, uh, so they can get all this information from Datanize directly, uh, and then and they can be more prepared for this call. Um, and and if you're a sales sales development rep, so for sales development, uh, the key is to schedule demos. So they try to uh, leverage data in our system to find um, high potential leads. Uh, so they use all the different filters to find a, a good uh, subset of companies that uh, are more likely to use HubSpot. And then uh, from there, they, they find the right contact within these companies and then find their email information, which all these steps we, we do very well. Uh, so this is how they use it on a daily basis. Interesting. And what is what would you credit? I mean, it, the growth is impressive. You launched basically it's officially two years ago. It's already doing six million dollars a year uh, run rate. What, what, how have you gotten more customers? I mean, what's been the key? Well, actually, um, at the beginning, we we're not doing any marketing, n- nothing whatsoever. It, it was mostly word of mouth uh, and, and, and me trying to put my sales hat on and, and, and try to uh reach out to some people and, and uh, <laughs> using different techniques, uh, try to sell my solution to them. Uh, over time, we built a, a great marketing machine as well as outbound uh, machine. Um, so inbound and outbound. And of course, for outbound, we use our, uh, we, we eat our own dog food. We use Data Nice to find great companies to go after. And uh, so both of these channels work pretty well. We have pretty much 50-50% split between inbound and outbound. And so you have an inside sales team? Yes. What's their monthly quota? I'm curious. For 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 a typical sales rep, they need to close about 50 uh, 50k in ARR on a monthly basis. And so, how many demos do they, do you know they need to set up in order to hit that metric? Yeah, it's about so. It, I mean, it, it depends on, on on the quality of a demo. It depends on the territory, and and territories mean how big the company and things like that. So I would say it's uh, it's it's twenty about twenty percent conversion rate from from demo to uh, to close business. So uh, let's say if it's a twenty k average size deal, they need to close two and a half. Uh, so you can you can work from there. Yeah. Uh, you have to multiply it by uh, five. Um, then about fifteen demos per month. Yeah, good more demos. Or less. Good demos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Very cool. And so what is, I mean, a company like you, I can't help but look at just your history and predict either one of two things. You're either in the middle of a capital raise or you're being acquired because you're growing really fast and you raised, <laughs> you raised fairly little. So which one is it? Are you grazing capital or are you being acquired? Uh, none of them, actually. I think we're, uh, we're in a good spot. I mean, the, the market is not that great to, uh, to raise money and not that we need to raise money, but, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as, a, as a startup, you always kind of keep that in mind, right? Even if you don't want to raise money, you always, you want to, you want, you want to keep good relationship with, with VCs and, and uh, when, when the right time comes, that's when you need to, uh, to really uh, start doing this. Uh, for us, we just, we're just enjoying the, the current growth. It's amazing. What are you growing at month over month? Uh, about 7%. 
Okay, seven percent month over month. That's yeah. Health. That's pretty healthy. And that, that's in terms of new customers or revenue growth. Revenue. Okay, got it. Revenue growth. That's helpful. Um, very cool. And what about? I'm always asked this question. What is your? What are your hard headcount costs with your team size each month? You mean things like salaries and yeah, and just just only salaries. I mean, are we are we talking four hundred grand, three hundred grand? I would say it's close to half a million. Half a million, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, the, the reason I asked that, are you guys break even, or are you still losing? You're losing a little bit of cash. No, no, we're we're cash flow positive, right? So uh, some months, of course, especially if it's a big event, you know, like Dreamforce, we will spend more money, and in this case, we'll probably be cash flow negative but in most cases we're cash flow positive well you said so if 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 run rate is six million or doing 500 grand a month and headcount is 500 grand a month that doesn't leave any room for all the other costs or did i miss something there well there's not well obviously salaries uh it's it's 90, 95 98 percent of of any startup costs right uh so i mean there is there is some room um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, 480, let's oh, I say, see. I see. but it's, it's, we're, we're close to, to, to break even, uh, it's not like we're making, you know, million dollars in, in net, uh, yep. cash every month. It's close to breaking, uh, we're close to, uh, break even, but it's, it's not, uh, we're not like highly profitable or anything like that. Yep. And are you the, how many co-founders do you have? Is it just you and one other? Yeah, it's me and, and my co-founder, Ben. Did you guys split equity 50, 50 at the beginning? Just right down the middle. Uh, well, he, I, well, I can't comment on this. They're always a fun, they're always a fun conversation. That's always a fun conversation, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it wasn't one of the easiest conversations of my life. Uh, he actually joined me a little bit later. Uh, I started in 2012, Ben joined me in 2013. Uh, but I, obviously I don't want to, uh, you know, from my perspective or for Ben's perspective, it would, it would just be unethical to, Tell the world how much equity he has. Well, right? I guess my key question is: Did you guys split it evenly, or was it not even? No, I don't think it's a good idea to split it evenly. To be honest, so um, and since uh, since I, I, I was working on this for uh, one and a half years, uh, obviously uh, that that was not an even split. Yep, yep. Okay, good. That's helpful to know. Well, hey, Ilya, before we get to my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all, all the usual channels. I think you can, you can just Google my name. Uh, my name is not very <laughs> common. Uh, yeah, not very common. So you'll, you'll find me. I have a personal blog. Uh, it's just aliasalmon.com. I write, uh, some, some personal stories and, and, and things like that. So you can find me there as well. Top tribe. We will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top three, two, four again, forward slash the top Three, two, four. All right, Ilya, it's time for my favorite part of the show. You know what time it is? Yeah. What time absolutely. is it? Uh, time for five questions, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey you're, that's pretty dang close. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, number one, what's your favorite business book? So I think for each stage of any startup, there is a book that, that works well. You know, it could be good to great. It could be the hard thing about hard things. All these books are great. My favorite one, though, is the, this book called The Alchemist. And I think this book, it's not a real business book, but I think it is because this book really helped me uh, start my business. And I think uh, uh, a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they want to start their own business. And I think this, this book is, is perfect for them. Awesome. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No, not really. Not really, no. Okay. Uh, number three, is there a favorite besides Datanize? Is there a favorite online tool you have <laughs> like HostGator? 
so I'm, I'm all about being efficient and being efficient to me is being focused and I really like this uh, Chrome extension called Chrome Nanny so Chrome, Chrome Nanny, Nanny N-A-N-N-Y Nanny okay so it blocks all the distractions so like you can say you can, like you cannot go to Facebook from 9 to 5 or whatever so it really helps you uh, be focused and I think it really helps me stay productive uh, so I really, uh, I know a lot of people on this podcast say things like Slack and some other like HubSpot, for example, but it sounds like, it sounds like you're listening. Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. It's great. Good. Yeah. And, and real quick, I just Googled that. I can't find it. Skype me how you type that second Chrome Manny or whatever it is. Type, Skype Manny. it to me. I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. It's my uh, Russian accent. Sorry That's okay. about that. Not a problem at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Number number four, Ilya, is there a favor or sorry? Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes, I try. It doesn't always work, but I try because to me, uh, it's very important. If I don't, I'm just not productive, and, right? So, and how old are you, just for context? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, good. And are you uh, was married, single? Do you have kids? I'm married, and I have one-year-old kid oh. who is, uh, yeah, just running crazy. But my wife, <laughs> thanks God, she takes care of most of this thing, so I, I can I can afford to sleep eight hours each day. Uh, sometimes even more, actually. So <laughs> that's good. That's really yeah. good. Well, yeah. Last question. Take us back eleven years. What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Yeah, I, I think you know. I, I just read a, a book, and 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 there's a there's a theory that 85 percent of person's financial success is attributed to EQ instead of IQ. And I, I wish uh, ten years ago I, I would start working on my EQ skills and um, kind of really uh, learn how to communicate with people. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge for a lot of, uh, technical people to really start working on their, um, inner, interpersonal skills. So I would say 10 years ago, if I could, could go, go back in time, I would say, start doing this right now, uh, because it will help you, uh, it will help you later in life. Well, top tribe, there you have it. Build your emotional intelligence from Ilya, who started Datanize back in 2012, official launch in 2014, raised almost $2 million, now doing $6 million a year in run rate. Uh, wow, just growing like a rocket with less than 1% monthly churn. Ilya, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thanks a lot, Nathan.